Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of Video Game Choo Choo's Anime Podcast, Choo Chigatri Unlimited Trainworks. That's what it's called. Um, it is December 16th, almost Christmas, and with me as always are John. Hi folks, it's me, I'm here, and I'm ready to talk about all the different things that we're going to be discussing on the podcast this evening. And Elvie. Hello, and just a reminder, almost Christmas does not mean it's Christmas. <laughs> it's true, it does not mean it's Christmas. It's a very important <laughs> distinction. Very important distinction. It could save your life. Thank you, Phoenix Wright. <laughs> have you ever thought about watching the Phoenix Wright anime? I've tossed it around in my head a few times. I, I, I have still never done so. I've also never um, you know, watched an insane live-action movie it's uh, <laughs> less insane than you think it is. I'm going to tell you right now. Oh, I've seen oh, it. Oh, uh, yeah, I, I wish it to, to be more insane. Come yeah. on. It has to be full on insane. No, I Look agree. Those wigs. <laughs> it's, it's just like the court scene's good at the uh-huh. end. And then like the entire rest of the movie is just really boring is my experience oh, with God. it. Yeah, I agree. That is how I feel about it as well. They can't look like that and just for it to be a normal like court. I know. Girl, what? No, I know. <laughs> I really, I, I'm constantly wondering, I've never seen it, what that uh, JoJo Part 4 movie is like, because that has to be real bad. It has to be real, real rotten, I have to imagine, right? <laughs> yeah, It's got to be bad if it's so boring that they couldn't, like, make another one, you know? Like, it's just like the yeah. first little bit of Part 4, which, like, you know, I mean, that the, the first little bit of part four isn't like super exciting, but still, you know, like people would have gone out and supported it just so they could see like, you know, up through the Kira stuff, but nobody cared enough to even like put up with it. <laughs> yeah, I don't. There's a lot of anime movies where I'm just like, I don't know why you would make like, why would you do this if you're just going to make end up making like half of it CGI? You know, that's how I feel. Right. About it. Just yeah. like they got like. There's uh, definitely, like, a, a level between you gotta make it really as goofy as the show is, or, like, as exaggerated as, as if it was a real-life cartoon, or you gotta do a really different take if you want to do some weird subdued yeah. version. Mm-hmm. You know, this is definitely worth mentioning, but it's a shame it's tainted because of the terrible creator, but the Roroni Kenshin live-action movies are really good, but it's mm-hmm. it's just difficult to talk about that series now. It's just, it's, it's a shame. It's just, yeah, it's just tainted. But those were really good, because I think they did a really interesting thing where... It felt it felt like a realistic, you know, samurai drama. But again, it's sad. It's a sad thing to talk about. It's it's a it's yeah. a loss, I would say. Uh, it's like it's like. Ugh. Yeah, no, I, I think I watched like a few episodes of the Ace Attorney anime. Um, it's just a very straightforward adaptation, but it's super stilted in its animation, and mm-hmm. it just looks really bad and so it's not mm-hmm. worth watching you know especially okay. if you've played the games already yeah was it really just a play-by-play um, yep everything uh, okay mm-hmm. yeah again it's something that deserves a super cartoony wacky you know creative spin to it it's not that <laughs> yeah. oh gosh yeah okay yeah. well good to know <laughs> just uh now it's something off my plate i guess with adaptation stuff, you just have to wonder, it's just like, is it like, why would you just cover the same trodden ground? I think in a lot of these cases, it's just like, 
why watch the Phoenix Wright anime when you can play the Phoenix Wright games? Like, I, mm-hmm. it's a lot of mm-hmm. stuff like that. Like, the Yokai Watch, you know what's good about the Yokai Watch anime? It has fucking nothing to do with the games at all. <laughs> it is absolutely insane, just 24 7. Like, Steve Jaws and all that other nonsense. <laughs> like, this is, they don't care. Um, since it's like relevant in uh, recent news, they, they've announced that there was going to be a Netflix uh, live action series of Yu Yu Hakusho. So uh, I, no one knows what that is. Everyone's justifiably scared. So who knows? Who knows what that's going to be or why? Why I, wanted to do that? Do you think they get Smile Bomb? I don't. I doubt it. I also doubt <laughs> it. Highly doubt. Highly doubt. <laughs> I think I think they get a Red Hot Chili Peppers song like the Death Note or something <laughs> oh, yeah. like that. Just they do need something to do, yeah. Nickelback maybe I don't know. <laughs> oh, they definitely need something. They to have do right the now. Uh, the one where he's like, "How did we? How the hell we end up like this?" But it's uh, Yusuke and he's on the ground with Kuwabara, and it's just like, <laughs> "Wow, this is." <laughs> Anyways, uh. <laughs> We're here to talk about anime, an anime yeah. uh, movie that we watched, a film, uh, a film, which is uh, the first Kara no Kyokai film, whose name is escaping me currently. The Garden of Sinners is what it's called in America for some reason. I still don't know why. Um, Was the movie title just Overlooking? Or Overlooking Thanatos? Overlooking View. View overlooking or Thanatos. View. I don't know which one is which. Uh, <laughs> Who knows? There's so many names for this. I don't know why. It's a nightmare. <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, we watched this. Uh, Kanoku Nasu's freshman work. Uh, this, uh, yeah, this is a film that came out like what 2006, 2007. 2007, thank you. I had, like, tabs open, and then they were all closed. Um, So, yeah, this is the first in a series of technically eight movies, I suppose. They did two movies later. Um, And uh, they came out between 2007 and 2013... Uh, that are they're not in order or anything. They're in a weird thing, and you gradually figure out more of it. Um, anyways, yeah, it's about uh, Ryogi Shiki, who you might have seen in the Fate series or hit the hit game Melty Blood. Yeah. Um, or on your Winamp player as a skin, which I have. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot of places you can find her. Um, and she goes around and does things i guess uh you can be the judge of that um yeah so let me see let's start with uh john i started with elva last time so john what did you what did you think of kara no kyokai's first film so i picked it kind of uh because i couldn't really think of something and i think we kind of just went you know what fuck it so we went with that um and I'll be honest, I kind of wish that I had maybe asked if, for us to watch, like, the first three movies or something, mm-hmm. because I feel like this was not enough for a <laughs> real, like, Karanokia yeah, kind experience. Um, it's, it was, it was interesting. I guess I was more interested because I had already, like, experienced, uh, Karanokia content, um, 
the time I got really into Fate Go for a bit was when they ran the the event for Kara no Kyokai. Uh, I like 100% of that event for some reason. I don't know why. It's, I just got like a I got a bug up my ass to do it. Um, and so you know I got to experience a lot of Shiki and a lot of like that that sort of like lore with with Kara no Kyokai. Um, and watching this first movie, it. It is not an introduction to Karno Kyokai. It really just drops you right in. Um, like it, it feels like you're supposed to know who Shiki is. You're just supposed to know who these characters are. Like they mention their names, but it's very around the bend. Um, they don't explain any powers or like reasons why these things would happen. And you know, I'm not. I'm not asking to be like fed anything per se but really if you didn't know anything about like what mystic eyes were or like what a mage was or any of that really you'd just be like why is this person able to do this what's going on what is this um and you know luckily i've been acquainted with fate quite a lot uh so all of it made sense to me but there were still a few things that I didn't really get, just because it is, from what I can see here, the fifth in the timeline of the series. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, they're 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 in. Uh, it's in uh, anachron anachronological order, a chronological yeah. order. Which yeah. you know that's fine, and that's why I'm I'm not I'm I'm less saying like oh poo poo to that. I'm more just saying like damn, I probably should have had us watch like maybe the first three movies. Um, mm-hmm. To, to get a good idea of the character, because, um, you know, I mean, it, it wouldn't have been, like, a one-to-one, like, actual full story, but, you know, I, we would have gotten more out of it, I feel like. Um, so, overall, it, it's, it's, it was, it was just gorgeous. It's a gorgeous, gorgeous anime. It's a UFO, ufo UFO table, I don't know how to say it. Uh, it is one of their animes, so of course it looks incredible. Um, like really high budget, really just like gorgeously animated. All the characters are really well designed. Um, there's really stunning action scene. There's there's only really one, but it's so well animated and so pretty and. There's some really great shots in this movie, like that shot where Shiki like comes across uh, one of the bodies of one of the girls, um, and she like doesn't immediately notice it. The first thing she notices is just like a puppy walking by her, and the puppy's paws are stained with blood, and it's just like trailing the bloody paw prints behind her as she just stares in front of her. It's it's really really good shots and. I think that's really where this shines is mostly just in its composition, its music, its visuals, because the writing is not incredible. Uh, it, it, it definitely feels like a Nasu thing. I enjoyed like the character interactions, which is like where Nasu truly shines, but definitely really like bad concept of suicide in this movie i feel where it 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 feels like there's like there's they they don't really like fully make up their minds i don't think but 
there's a lot of like weird scenarios where they're just kind of like, well, that girl was terminally ill and blind. And so, you know, not that big of a deal. She killed herself, which is not great in my opinion. Um, so I don't know. It, it was, it was a weird story. Um, it was a very short story because, you know, this is only an hour. Um, it's less than an hour. It's 50 minutes. Um, that's like including credits and everything. Um, but like overall, I thought it was okay. Um, I'm probably going to check out more of it just because again, you know, I, I'm a fan of fate and I would like to see this, but the thing that it really reminded me of, and you know, like, I, I know that this is like one of, if not like the first thing that Natsu like got published, um, really reminds me of Tomie by Juji Ito in which that wasn't, I don't think his first, first thing, but it was really one of his like really early, like breakout hits. And I just remember reading that and just being like, I get it. There's some good stuff in here, but it's not as polished as his later stuff. And like, you could just tell, you know, you can see like the beginnings of a great artist of the, the beginnings of a great storyteller like Jinji Ito and, you know, like Nasu is. And it's just not fully there yet. So it's the kind of thing where you kind of have to go into it with a certain point of view, with a, a more forgiving, more, you know, like 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 hindsight. You know, give it, give it hindsight. Remember that you like stuff that this person made later on. And I think it's worth checking out. That's, that's how I feel. I think it, uh, uh, an interesting thing is that uh, when you said like, oh, you were lucky, you were glad that you had the knowledge of what mages were and all that stuff. Um, like this was the first time he invented all that stuff. And right. like, it was all like, you know, delivered like this. So I think uh, I wonder how much changed i never read the original light novels that he wrote mm -hmm. or whatever in the 90s um that this is based off of but uh i wonder if how much of that was changed afterwards uh since these movies came out much later yeah I, I wonder and stuff. yeah i wonder if at a point they kind of just went oh people will know <laughs> we don't have to reintroduce that it's it's the kind of thing where you know maybe maybe it, it is just smart movie making where they're just like okay yeah you know like we're not gonna kill uncle ben again at the beginning of the third spider-man reboot we don't need to explain what mages are to people that have definitely seen like four fate animes and like three fate movies and play fate go or, or, or fate goes not has, wasn't out yet but you know like people that have already seen a bunch of fate stuff beforehand and played melty blood and all that they don't need to be explained all that stuff again mm-hmm uh, Elvi, I'm curious to see what you think as the person who knows nothing about fate and stays far away from it, uh, <laughs> rightfully so. Uh, what did you think of this film? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely really outside any knowledge whatsoever, any engagement with, like, the Nasuverse. Uh, yeah, I, uh, for a long time I was aware of this, this series, um, so to speak, a series of movies and not novels literature um and just knowing the premise i it, i kind of sense like oh this is like a genre i would really like 
regardless, you know. And then at that point in time, I didn't really connect. Like, oh, this is connected with this other stuff. And it's really, it, it's really interesting to me how there, there really is an intentional connection across those different series, the, the, those different franchises, as much as it kind of doesn't make sense. But I, 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 I can see them making it make sense by just justifying, like, oh, there's, like, different parallel universes here and whatnot. And, like, it's like, oh, okay, sure. That is a very easy answer. It is an alternate universe in some other aspect, and we just have characters floating in and out through them. But I, my overall impression, of le- at least of this one movie, and I, it definitely, I would say it's positive. It's mostly positive, and it definitely wants me to finish the rest of the movies and move on. Um, I, gr- I agree with John, where I think the biggest strengths with this, this one in particular, are really are the visuals, and like there's very intelligent um, cinematic decisions. Yeah, the shot like he John brought up in regards to like the reveal of like one of the bodies of the victims in the in in this um in this movie and like it just just this is very disturbing moment when you realize oh my gosh this cute puppy just walked in a trail of blood and then panning over to that reveal like a very a lot of very interesting and cool like mixed media techniques done here because there were clearly like a lot of scenes too where there was like a a use of 3d for some of the architectural elements and to just add texture to scene Again, like, it's very interesting how we've been watching some older shows. And again, this is not a show. I, it's a series of movies. But older anime where the use of 3D is much more smarter than how we're seeing it in some newer things today. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it's, it's, it's done really well here where it's, it's done for, like, you know, for just minimal sake or for, like, supporting the scene. Again, it's not dominating the scene, but... If I were to look closely at some stuff, I was like, oh, they're used it. They, they actually use it here in the background. But, like, I didn't notice that at first because it actually works well for the whole composition. It's not sticking out like a sore thumb, and that's the point of it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, even the color the color scheme of, like, the whole thing, too, was really – it's I don't know, just it has a very interesting, like, blue – blue tint to everything, in, you know, despite, <laughs> despite, how, um, despite how dark things are. Um, but yeah, I agree. The weak point is not that like you're thrown into this universe. I actually kind of like that. I kind of like this in media resting where like, okay, I don't know who these characters are and like what the deal is with the the, the magical rules and uh, and whatnot, and, like other things trying to explain mm-hmm. the paranormal war. I actually quite like that. I, like I kind of I kind of felt situated in um pr- like pretty good. Like I was like, okay, it, it was it was just it was just very easy for me to adapt and just understand. Like, oh, okay, she. This character is taking part in like these different. I'm assuming these, this character is taking part in these different paranormal situations, and she's answering to this other person. I don't know. There's just like there's just like a team of people kind of working and getting involved with stuff that's going around their their city. And to me, that's like an easy thing to absorb. You know, I'm like I I, I don't have to really question like why she's got this cool arm or like why she's able to do the things she does my real issue was again that john already visited is was the specific plot of this movie itself it made no sense whatsoever when they explained it it even made less sense (laughs) added on to the fact that yeah the how they how they were approaching suicide was a little Mm -hmm. it was a little more it was it was it was I would say not as offensive as more confusing. Like it didn't, it didn't really say anything about it. It like, 
what the fuck does floating versus flying mean? I don't know what that means. <laughs> I yeah, there's a difference between those words. At least in the translation, I was like, I was like, what does what what is this an allegory to? I don't get it. What is uh, not allegory, but what is this a metaphor to? I don't understand. And they kept interchanging them. I don't know if that was a translation issue, or even the translators didn't know what they were doing with that. But um. Yeah, yeah, it definitely had uh, dated perceptions of, you know, like questioning, like someone's the, the value of someone's life and why they choose suicide. Unfortunately, and like you know, that was yeah, it was definitely uncomfortable. But it really was just kind of how they didn't even explain it well or or provide their own perspective as to what they were trying to get at with that point, mm-hmm. right? And the second issue being just the whole, just the whole ex- paranormal explanation as to why. That character in particular, which was you know the hospital, you know, the hospitalized girl who was causing all the problems, it, it did not it did not explain at all like why she was able to astral project the way she did and why she was able to cause all these issues the way she did. Yeah, they were, um, they were just kind of like she's kind of got two personalities, but also not really. And yeah, again, it's just they just they were just very wishy washy. They didn't explain anything, and I'm assuming yeah, this just just with the. Like again, this seems to be like an like an anthology series where they're just focusing on a different story or situation um, per movie per book, and I don't think this is going to be revisited again. Uh, is there some bigger ex- like you know like again I'm not seeing anything else, so like are they going to explain this at all ever again? Probably not. Probably not. Like I don't think they're going to revisit this character or those victims uh, <laughs> ever again. It 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 really was like poorly explained and they didn't really say anything in regards to i think the bigger themes of what they were trying to get at with this particular movie what i really you know what otherwise what i really liked the most was specifically the interaction and dialogue between what seems to be our main characters um i really liked that i love the dynamic between um yeah she gave me kia like it was it was a shockingly very mature I'm assuming they become a couple. There's, they definitely do, right? <laughs> oh, you uh, could say right? that. I, yes, they do. Yeah, okay. Or some some sort of weird, okay, some sort of, like, dynamic there that definitely felt like sexual tension, I think I there say. already uh, <laughs> are a couple at that point. I think so, because at, uh, this is... Okay, yeah, uh, this is not even the first one. Yeah, this so is that fifth chronologically, be. as John said. So, okay. Yeah. Um... But they definitely had, like, a mature dynamic that I've rarely seen, even with anime that has like adult pairings like that like why can't they why can't we have more adults written like this i don't understand um where they're not they're not just being weird and childish around each other and awkward no we're just showing these we're just having these two adults who clearly are grounded and kind of know what they want to say talking to each other and framed in such a way where it was clear like they're kind of mouthpieces too to these bigger philosophical ideas commenting on like what just happened and like in regards to like the stuff that happened but it never felt like really you know it never felt pretentious to me i felt like they were just having i felt like their their dialogue and discussions with each other was very um was very typical of like yeah like you're gonna you're gonna have like these deep conversations with your friends or even you know lovers like once in a while and that's just that it is it didn't feel like contrived and forced it felt very natural to me especially sprinkled with their like playful banter with each other mm-hmm. right yeah um, I, I i was gonna say that some uh something that i i posted on twitter while i was watching this that i like absolutely loved was that like a uh, 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 
big, like, revolving, like, like a, a thing that, that was, like, a highlight of Shiki's character development in this movie was her just, like, dropping her, like, her dropping her walls, basically. Like, the mm-hmm. beginning, she is very much just like, okay, I'm, I'm waking up, I'm doing what I gotta do, you know, I'm, I'm living my life, it's whatever. And halfway through, like, after she gets, like, fucked up, trying to, trying to rescue, um, uh, let's see, is it, uh... The guy. The guy, I'm trying to make Mikia. sure that I get his name right. Mikia? Uh, Mikia, right? yeah. Yeah, Kokoto. Yeah. Kokoto, yeah. Um, like, he brings over, like, some haagen for her, specifically <laughs> yeah. strawberry haagen <laughs> and she gets just completely wrecked trying to rescue him. And so she's just, like, it, it's, it's a sort of, like, admitting to herself that she cares like segment where she sits down and she just eats the haagen and it's just this like i don't know like two minute long scene of her just like like you know she's she's only got one arm in this scene so she's you know having to like scrape at this haagen because it's you know it's got the little spoon or whatever and she's just sitting there in like a shirt and underwear eating some haagen and that's just like this really like good moment of her like realizing what she, like who she is what kind of relationship she has with with like this guy and also the other people around her and then she goes back out and kicks some ass and like that's just that's really good and then at the end she asks him for more haagen you know she's like yeah i like it you know she she can admit that she likes something that isn't just fucking bottled water because that's all she's shown drinking throughout the rest of the movie is just she just drinks water like bottled boring water and like it it humanizes her it it shows that she is not just a killing machine she has emotions and she wants to share them with others and that is like a that's there's a really cool character moment where it's just it's just her eating some friggin ice cream but it's still really good yeah, I agree. That sequence, I think, really, really stuck out to me. I was, I was I, genuinely, I was genuinely astounded that they had a scene like that where it, where it was just a very human moment where this person is in a predicament and they have to confront like this moment with their own thoughts, um, just having to eat this ice cream, uh, <laughs> this Hagen Dazs. Maybe the Hagen Dazs was like fueled her, fueled her up actually. Um, <laughs> but to be fair. Um, it was, yeah, it was a very interesting moment where she kind of had, you know, like at least in the beginning, right? She she was very reluctant and very annoyed that he had the audacity to, like, just give that to her. But then this was kind of like an admission to her own weakness, I think, by also eating it, right? Mm-hmm. She's like, actually, yeah, you know, like, again, like you said, it, she was kind of reflecting on her own relationships with everyone around her and the, that guy in part- particular. Um, and just eating that ice cream kind of was like a very symbolic gesture as to you know, I should be more open. I should be be more open-minded. Mm-hmm. Um, and just the length of it really made it a very human moment. Mm-hmm. Rose, how uh, about you? Tell us a little bit about how you feel okay. about this. Well, I'm the Kara no Kyokai super fan. So um, <laughs> this is what my sixth time watching the first movie. Not all of them, just the first movie. Because <laughs> wow. I've uh, just ended up watching it with people. Um mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, uh, definitely it is a thing that where it's like, okay, when you know all the context of everything else, it becomes like, oh, yeah, okay, so this is when that happened, this is when, you know, all this other stuff. Uh, it does not go back, like you said, LV. Uh, they do not go back to really 
the uh, uh-huh. semantics of you know the particulars there um but there are a lot of things that are like explained later and like uh uh you know that they're events that make those characters what they're like there there beforehand um like uh i love shiki's horrible male living space uh <laughs> that she has uh which has mm-hmm. i mean there's story reasons for that but it's it's very funny the uncovered mattress it, it looks oh, uncovered. It's horrible it's so funny <laughs> I am um, shocked it's like like I'm shocked it has height. Like I'm I'm not <laughs> You should some way. Uh, there's I think it's the fifth movie is my favorite one and it has this incredible I think it's like it might be one of the further along in the timeline or something like that and like Shiki just fucking has like bras in her sink and stuff like that. Like it's just a goddamn <laughs> nightmare to look at. Like it's just like it's chaos. Because she's been corrupted by Hagen Doss at that point, so now it's just all downhill. <laughs> um, but yeah, for this first movie, um, the soundtrack's great as always. Uh, the Califina music they mm-hmm. use for the whole time. So one of my favorite things about the mu- series of movies is they use a Califina song for each ending uh, for the credits, mm-hmm. different one each time. Um, but I think the fight music is uh, really good, all time great. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, the uh this is actually I think uh the the first time that UFO Table was experimenting with CGI was this film series. Um there's actually the epilogue is entirely in CGI, I believe, or something insane like that. I forget. Um but it was like a testing ground for their uh software that they now obviously use in everything. Uh like Demon Slayer and other such mm-hmm. things. What did they do uh, before Demon Slayer? Was it just the Fate movies? Was that it? I feel like there's something uh, else that they did in like. I mean, they did Unlimited Blade Works, but they did some uh, a Token Ranbu anime. Really? Okay, that's yeah, not what I'm thinking uh, of. But I must. I mean, have... they they did a uh, the Emiya Family anime. They did um. Yeah, they did the Fate movies. Tales of Zestria. <laughs> yeah, they do the Tales opening movies. That's what I was uh, mm-hmm. trying to remember. Uh, they did a lot of those. Um, but yeah, uh, good, good, great animation. Um, I don't know what more I can add, really. That you, you both covered, I think, a lot of ground. Uh, yeah, I will just say, like, it, this definitely, uh, you know, because this is Nasu's first thing, it feels like, or one of his earlier things, again, I don't know if the, if this was, like, before or after Tsukihime, um, but this definitely feels like he wanted to tackle heavy topics, and instead of really, like, exploring them, or at the very least, this version of it, I don't know how deeply it goes in the in the novels, I don't know. But at least from what this anime presented, it feels like it, it just wants to have those heavy topics there as window dressing and it doesn't really want to do anything with them. Like, I know that I know that like the future one has like sexual assault in it. And, you know, I don't know how that handles it. But, you know, if I'm going to go off of how this handles suicide, I feel like it's just going to kind of be there to propulse the narrative and not really like handle it you know that's kind of how it feels like much like how 
you know, because again, like I, I don't think I don't think anything is off the table to talk about in media. It is just, you know, it should be critiqued if it is done shittily, and it is really easy to to do things like suicide and sexual assault and stuff like that in in media in a shitty way. And you know, that is that is how. I, I feel that this movie handled suicide. I think it was just a window dressing thing, and I think that's not great. But, you know, I still had an alright time watching it. I still think Shiki's great. I still want to see more of these films. Um, but, yeah, it, overall, the, like, heavy stuff just feels like it's there to give some kind of, like... it. It feels like... It feels like how prestige t- US TV handles sex... You know, it feels like it's there to make it feel more important. I, I I think that's definitely the case. I mean, this is very young Nasu, and he is a very edgy individual, let's say. Yeah. Um, and I think that edginess was refined over time, because uh, you look at Tsukihime, and there's some shit in there as well. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, And Fate largely got rid of most of it, I think, um, by that point. And it's, right. it's pretty smart about most things. Uh, but yeah, it's very, uh, yeah, you know, like, I mean, he, he's a chuny, right? He's like the definition of a chuny in, uh, mm-hmm. in terms of creators out there in this sphere. And, uh, let me tell you, a lot of chunies are real bad. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. look at that Ari Ferretta, remember that? <laughs> uh, just stuff like that. Um, yeah, like I, I don't think Nasu was coming at this from like a, like a, like a malicious place, but you know, it, it like I, I feel like I, I feel like his more recent stuff is just smarter and way more mature. And that, you know, it, again, it is interesting to look back on his older work and critique it and then see how he's improved since then. Mm-hmm. Sure. I mean, you have to figure there's a reason that Urubuchi became his friend in the first place, right? <laughs> <laughs> God. Um, for what it's worth, I think that although it's let's, I wouldn't say it's like central to the plot of the third film, which is the one that has mm-hmm. the sexual assault scenes. Oh, okay, that's it. the third one. Okay. Yeah, um, I do think that it is more considered and uh, reasonably well thought out politically, at the very least. Let's say. Okay. Okay. Kokuto. Uh, right. Here's the main thing about Karno Kokuto. Kokuto. All-time great anime boy. I think he may be one of the best, if not the best, ever made. Um, this is the real thing where I, if we say that Nasu refined his his ideology over the course of stuff mm-hmm. and got away from the edgy stuff, he has gotten worse with men, <laughs> the men he has created. Like, <laughs> What uh, would be your ex- example? Like, so, so compare him to... So to, Shiro yeah. from Fate Stay Night right. is a raging right, misogynist. I, uh-huh. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> it is wrapped up in very nice guy language, but it is extremely... Yeah, see, the only thing I know about that character is through memes. Uh, yeah. So I, I would not be sure. if, Because my impression through the memes is like, oh, he's like a... Oh, is he a shonen dumbass? That's what I would think, no. just from that stuff, you know? So Definitely not. All right. <laughs> I have a lot of things that I could say about Shiro that could get me killed, oh, but I won't say them. Um, 
Okay. But your, uh, su- yeah, your summation sounds pretty bad. The main thing is basically, I'm overreacting here a little bit, but like basically okay. like the main thing is you have to, the, the entire plot with Saber and Fate Stay Night is him being like, mm-hmm. a girl can't fight. Uh, and it's just like, uh-huh. oh, at the end, oh, I guess girls can fight too or whatever. Like, you know, whatever. It's, <laughs> I don't think it... Yeah, it's just like he sucks. Basically, that's what I'm getting at. He right. sucks, and Kiritsugu, who is the other man he was involved with writing, also sucks. And Shiki from Sukihime. By the way, so here's the thing about Sukihime: it ripped off everything from Karano Kyokai. Like Nasu just ported everything one to one in there, except just changed Shiki to a guy. Um, <laughs> kept the same name and everything. Uh, and that he sucks. Also, he sucks extremely for the same reason Shiro does. Um, which is really weird to me because Kokuto is like an insanely good character as it goes on and just in general like he's good in this too for the limited time that he's in it um but later on like he's like a character who's like oh like very supportive of Shiki doing things that I won't spoil I guess and stuff like that just he's he's just really nice he's smart like he says a lot of really nice things. He's compassionate, but he's not like completely idiotic, I guess. Um, I think he's just a really great character and it's disappointing that Nasu just got worse <laughs> as it went on, I guess. Like <laughs> he has not made a man even close to being as good as him in quite some time, which I mean, his focus is largely on writing women, I think. So it's, uh, I guess it's not that big of a deal, but yeah, that's my take. Just Kokuto. Great guy. Mm-hmm. Love him. Is there anything else you all want to say before I do some um, reading of opinions? I think I'm go great. It. Yeah, go for it. Okay. All right. If you want to send in a question or opinion, feel free to go ahead and uh, write into videogamechoochoo.tumbo.com slash ask. You'll sound like these folks right here. Gregory Zero says, Second watch of the first Garden of Sinners movie for me, and it was slightly more enjoyable this time around. While knowing what events are being referenced is nice in a way, the movie is still weirdly paced and largely feels like it goes on for too long. It does a good job at setting tone for the other movies, but it still has the long-winded explainer from Toko I despise so much. It's hard to remember that Tanaka Rie is in this, since she doesn't have many lines. I think that's fair. All that's fair. Yeah, Rie Tanaka is the ghost lady, I think, right? Yeah. Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, Anonymous says, who is the best K&K character and why is it Toko? Oh, people really like Toko. (laughs) Oh, you know what's something that made me really mad, John? Hit me. She's pretty good. In the uh, El Malloy Case Files anime, uh, Mm -hmm. she was supposed to be in there. Yeah. Like... And she just was not. That's messed up. And they replaced her, like, appearing in it by just having a character say, oh, we used Toko travel to get here. And it made okay. me really mad. Because I was like, <laughs> finally, please acknowledge Karno Kyokai. <laughs> hey, you know, maybe next season or something. I don't know. They made a whole VN where she's the villain. Ooh. Wow. Pretty. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't really have an opinion of her yet. Yeah, that, she's just kind of there. Yeah, the fifth movie I think is the big one where they give you all of her stuff. Really? Okay. 
Yeah, I, I feel like there's a few questions here. This one and the next one uh, that are kind of about other things. So I guess Rose could just answer these uh, coming up. Okay, I'm um, sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, Anonymous asks, Hi, I just want to talk about the incredible sexual tension of the scene where Azaka pins Shiki down on the bed in movie six. She's really out here stealing her brother's girlfriend, and I respect that. Also, okay. Toko hitting also Toko hitting on Shiki in the hospital rules. I stand. So I can explain the first one. So in the sixth movie, uh, they make Shiki mm-hmm. go to a Catholic school <laughs> where Kokuto's sister is going, and there's just this random scene where like she just like just climbs on top of Shiki in the bed for some reason, and Shiki just has this completely emotionless <laughs> expression, and it's extremely funny to me. But it also, it does have the tension. It's very strange. Uh, Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's a lot of that in Nasu's works, let's say. He's horny. Yeah. I like not downing it. (laughs) But it's like a very specific brand, I think, Mm. that I can get on board more readily with than uh, the sex scenes in Fate's Day Night. What was the thing that Sinusuke he made the like clam thing? What was it? It's like he uh, talks about he talks about mollusks a lot. Yeah, yeah, mollusks. Ugh. That's right. It was mollusks. Oh, oh, LV. If you, if you've never seen the writing I've for the, no, I've seen I've seen um screen caps okay. where he was using a mollusk to compare. Uh, yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know. To use awful. He uses awful quite a lot of, of description words. Very sp- meat sauce. I, like. Mm. Maybe, maybe, well, I'd rather not think about that. I was mm-hmm. about to say, people out, people out there who think mollusks are sexy, I, I... There's somebody out there. I don't know what to say to that, but... At <laughs> I least think one person. I, at least someone out there, but... Mm-hmm. Not not a great thing to compare parts to. No? <laughs> the most unsexiest thing, I would say. And uh, one last opinion here from Century Punk, who says... Garden of Sinners definitely feels like a freshman work elevated by top-notch production, but I think for the most part this works in its favor. Nasu often writes story that feels exploitative of women's pain, but I think where he succeeds, like David Lynch, is uncompromising sympathy for those traumatized, even when they hurt others. God damn, that music whips ass. I'm inclined to agree. I think it, it definitely becomes more apparent as it goes on as well, because most of the characters involved are women. There is, you know... One thing I will say, like, you were saying the uh, the outdated values, right? Something like that, like, when uh, compared to his newer works. The funniest thing, hands down, in this whole thing is that one of the movies is this whole, like, anti-weed thing. And just, like, they like, if you mm-hmm. smoke weed even once, you become evil. <laughs> and you get, like, evil red demon eyes and stuff like that. It's really funny. That's true, though. <laughs> I guess it's true, yeah. I guess it is true. That hasn't changed with the times. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. You smoke weed once, you go to hell when you die. You just become a serial killer. Mm-hmm. Alright, so that's everything about Kara no Kyokai, I guess, right? Yeah? Yes! That's it. Alright, then let's get ready. <laughs> Alright, so... Probably the rest of this podcast is going to be us doing the preview. Cause, yeah, honestly. Yeah, I mean, you know, we could talk about stuff, but, you know, like, honestly, next episode is when stuff is actually going to end. So, you know, we might touch on some stuff 
But really, we're going to do the Annie chart. We're looking over the end of the season. We're going to go for it. Yeah. Ugh, All right. Okay. Do, should, do, you, do you want us to take turns? I think that Yeah, let's take turns. Yeah. Let's take turns. Okay. All right, who wants to go first? Who wants to draw the, the longest straw or whatever? I mean, I can go first, <laughs> and then uh, who wants to go second? I can go second. Okay, All right, so I'll it'll be third. me. All right, let's go. All right, everybody, let's go. It's the Winter 2020 Anime Preview. 2021. 2021. Oh, <laughs> whatever. <boy. laughs> uh, it's another year. Oh, fuck. All right, so... Some of these shows, I think, already started. One of the, I think. Yeah, there's a lot of sequels and continuation. Yeah, so. yeah. Um, all right. So the first thing we have here is something called two forty three. Two forty three. Cyan High School Boys Volleyball Team. I'm reading the uh, the English names. Um, I don't know if y'all want to do that or what, but uh, well, that's probably a good idea. Okay. High school student. Kimichika Hajima moves back to his hometown, Fukui, after causing trouble in Tokyo Junior High School Volleyball Club. Oh, wait, no. After causing trouble in... Okay, in in the volleyball club. Okay. There, he is reunited with his childhood friend, Yuni Kuroba, who possesses outstanding physical abilities. Okay, so I'm just looking... This this just looks like a volleyball anime. It's Haikyuu Junior, or whatever. I don't know. Haikyuu. Yeah, because Haikyuu is ending soon, so I'm not surprised if... Um, yeah, someone tries to eat their Someone lunch. revisited this thing that was probably much older, and they're like, oh, Haikyuu was successful. Let's let's now greenlight this for a show, right? Yeah. So, it could be, yeah. It's based off a novel, <laughs> apparently, which is... Oh, it's actually different. a light novel. That's interesting. Okay. It's a sports light it novel. It says novel, like actual novel. Oh, novel, novel. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's a, it's interesting. It's a fucking real book. It's a real book. <laughs> they still make those. <laughs> That sounds fake. I don't know if I believe you. <laughs> <laughs> so the next thing I'm looking at seems to be the second season of something I have no idea what this is. So I don't know if oh, it's worth Oh, quintessential quintuplets. What... Okay. Yeah. I don't know what that is. Should I should I revisit what this originally is? Sure. Uh, if you didn't know what it was, I mean, some people might I, not know. I I don't know what this was. Let's see. The second season of. I thought quintessential quintuplets had been going on for a while. I didn't know. The... I think it had well, a two it's, core. It's a, it, this, okay. The the prequel, the first season, was in 2019, so a year before. Okay. All right. It says the manga had finished up to this point. I own a window. Okay. So the original series was, is one day a poor high school second year named Futaro Usagi or Usagi. Uh, uh, comes ac- I probably pronounced it wrong. Comes across a private tutoring gig with good pay, but his pupils are his classmates. No. There's like two exclamation points. <laughs> uh, and they're quintuplets. Oh. And they're all gorgeous, but uh, they're also oh. troublemakers. What is this sentence structure? What are you gonna do? <laughs> what buddy? are you studying? There's like there's like so many like short sentences. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah he yeah it's it's it seems it sounds like a harem i could be wrong but yeah this guy has to tutor like these quintuplets who hate studying and they're causing problems season two of that um and they're cute so oh. yeah all right second season for this great sounds great <laughs> uh all right so mine is uh alice in deadly school uh 
<laughs> you and Nobu are practicing Monzai, a two-person comedy act, on the roof of the school. At the same time, the school building is overflowing with the presence of non-human something else, in quotation marks. <laughs> it is said that if a person dies after being bitten by one of them, it will turn into the same something else and attack people. So zombies? I guess so. I don't know why. Something else. Maybe it's like uh, <laughs> a, uh, I don't know, maybe, maybe it's abstract. A word. Maybe they turn into something like weird mm. and that's not a zombie. So something else. Like monogatari, like uh, when it's the crab, you know, that's all words and everything. Mm. Right. Uh, will you, Nobu, and the other surviving students be able to escape its evil hands? <laughs> So I saw someone comment on this, and they were making an immediate comparison to School Live, uh, where they're, you know, it's a similar thing where um, these girls are trapped in their school during a zombie outbreak, and the whole premise is, like, this juxtaposition where they're, like, these cute drawn girls, but all this horrible stuff is happening. I thought it was a good anime, mm-hmm. at least I've seen. Um, I know the manga, I've heard things where it's like, oh, whoa, it's far worse in terms of, like, what happens, mm-hmm. but someone pointed out, this. it sounds similar to this, but... Maybe, but again, we don't know what the something else is. Maybe it's not zombies. It says it's comedy slice of life, so. <laughs> oh my gosh. I am, I am obsessed with this concept that they are working on their comedy act while shit is going down. I think. Yeah, I, yeah that could be it. I think I need to watch this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's actually, like, not serious. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, the next thing. Is I mean it's been going. They already started showing it. Yeah, it started. Is the last season of Attack on Titan, which is being done by Mappa uh, instead of the uh, the the folks that were doing it earlier. Um, I the thing that I want to say about this that I did not know. I don't know which character is called it, but I saw some screenshots that I think like Crunchyroll posted of some characters talking, and they specifically mentioned an Attack Titan. So they have an Attack Titan in Attack on Titan. Yeah, isn't that his name? Isn't that the main is one? Is he the Attack Titan? <laughs> I think Aaron is the <laughs> it's Attack the title Titan. Of the series. It's the name drop of the title, yeah. No, they did that in episode 50. I, I, I saw it. It's, <laughs> it. Episode 50 is called, like, Attack on Titan or something like oh, that. Oh, shit. Oh, fuck. I did earlier. Anyways, this is when they go to the basement and find out everything's, like, after, Nazis or whatever. So After so many years... Uh. You know, I remember trying to give that shit a fucking, like, a pass. I, I remember, like, I remember, listen, I'm not gonna name who it is, but I remember listening to a fucking podcast where they were defending the show for ages. Like, no, it can't actually, no, 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 the guy's not actually a Nazi. That that Twitter account was fake. And just <laughs> hearing how this shit is ending and you know, how all the characters are... Dude's wrote Attack on Titans a fucking Nazi. <laughs> yeah, he is uh, extremely so. Yeah, it's 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 really disturbing. Like, and again, I could like even even if one does not get the bizarre nationalism like metaphor it's mm-hmm. got, it 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 also like on the surface it's like oh cool this weird gory action. It got like from my from what I'm hearing of people who still live. I really got convoluted for no reason whatsoever. Like, why are they adding all these elements? I heard at some point there were cowboys, and I'm like, why are there cowboys? <laughs> yeah. Some really strange stuff that just keeps getting added onto it. When it 
otherwise, like, it should have stuck to it similar, you know, like a, um, it should have stuck to the simpler premise where it's like, okay, they're just trying, it's like a weird fortress defender thing, whatever. Um, you know what the f- it got really weird, too. Um, the funniest makes part no sense. to me is that when they just reveal for no reason out of nowhere and it has no bearing on anything that they, they live on an island in a sea of fire. <laughs> like literally? Yes. <sighs> Like, if you go to the edge of just all fire and lava and all this other stuff, and it's just like... It just, yeah. What's it, the it point? It just sounds like... <laughs> like yeah. It, it it just sounds like, you know, when you're, like, a kid or talking to a kid explaining their role-playing with their toys, and they keep adding all this weird shit to the scenario they're building. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> it just... It doesn't make sense. It has no connection to the other thing. And, you know, and then, if, you know, again, it's a little kid's mind. They probably don't even remember, like, what they were building upon. They're just, like, adding all this stuff. Like, oh, yeah, I'm gonna throw the cowboy figure in <laughs> fighting the soldier. <laughs> Someone needs to like tell that. this like kid weird... to stop being so shitty about Jewish people, then, because it fucks Yeah, them. also the kid's racist. <laughs> That's the problem. <laughs> the kid is also so racist <laughs> jesus that's been going <laughs> on right. I, i'm i'm legitimately i am legitimately curious to hear how people will feel about that show ending and how like the ending of that like affects people because like i don't remember i i, I just remember I, I don't remember who said it but i saw someone say man i wish the attack on titan didn't have that fucking incredible theme song for the first season because otherwise we wouldn't have to be thinking about it anymore like <laughs> that was a hundred percent it. Like people just loved that theme song. It was song. pretty good. Yeah, they loved like doing parodies of it, and I mean, that was it. I mean, modular costume design also goes a long way when like they have like same base but mild differences to set themselves yeah. apart. Very easy cosplay it, job. It it was it was a yeah the gear's cool. It, it was it was a. <laughs> It was a homestuck. It was a homestuck for a hot minute. That was 100% what it was. It was, like, because I, I remember down here fucking in, like, the Florida convention scene, absolutely the same people that were doing homestuck cosplays did Attack on Titan cosplays. Absolutely. It was the same thing, you know? And, you know, like, not to talk too much shit, but that was absolutely what it was. And, you know, I, I bet those people aren't watching anymore. You know? <laughs> like, I bet they don't care. They don't care anymore. It was... It was interesting because you could get attached to some character and it was like, oh no, my poor baby, they died. Now I can write a coffee shop AU where they're yeah. still alive. You know, it was it was that. It was that. Alright. Back Arrow by Studio Voln. I have never heard this studio. I don't know if they're new or they probably just haven't done anything major before. Okay, this this is a word. Ringa Rindo. Ringo Rindo is a land surrounded by a wall. The wall covers, protects, cultivates, and nurtures this land. The wall is God. Holy shit. It, um, it is, you know, following Attack on Titan, speaking of a wall, yeah. the, it is the, found, the wall is God. It is the foundation of this land of Ringo Rindo. One day, a mysterious man named Back Arrow appears in Esha Village on the outskirts of Ringo. They're saying this word too much. I'm not going to say this word as often as they're writing it. But Arrow lost his memories, and all that he knows is, I came from beyond the wall. This is, okay. To restore his memories, Arrow heads out beyond the wall, but is embroiled in a battle with himself as the stake. This stakes. It, it just ends there. As the stakes. It doesn't sound finished. Okay. So, but, it will be, I wonder if this, like, you know, there's like a... So, on the key no, art. Uh, no, he, he gets embroiled in a battle with himself as the stakes. Yeah. Oh. He's the stake. Yes. Mm. He is he, a battle with himself. 
So why doesn't it just say what about he's in a battle with himself? It didn't need that. <laughs> because it sounds Man, I wonder bad. What, this is. what is this? It well, it has this art style that looks very old school. Something about it. It's looks original. Like a, this is an original show. Interesting. Yeah. Um, there's like these metal armored things. I don't know if they're robots or if it's just like exoskeleton. Oh gosh, there's a girl in a cowboy hat. Okay. I think I don't know what this is. It's, I'm looking at it, it. I think he. This is by the guy who made Code Geass. Oh, okay. Yeah. So Isn't that coming guy. back this year? It is also that is also coming back. Yeah, maybe. Jeez. <laughs> back arrow, like like the backspace. Is that what you're talking about? Fucking backspace. <laughs> He's gonna run into backslash at some oh, point. Oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> I I I hope so. <laughs> Watch out for scare quotes. <laughs> Tab my ultimate nemesis. Uh, I'll cover these next two just real quick. Okay. So second season of Beast Stars it's coming mm-hmm. out, and then the other one is they are making a little chibi series for Bungo Stray Dogs called Bungo Stray Dogs Juan, like a dog says Juan. Juan. Mm-hmm. That's cute. Um, we got two cells at work shows at the same time, which is kind of nuts. Um, they got an actual second season to cells at work, which I have not heard anyone mention, which is like surprising because, like, I feel like cells at work was a big deal when it was out, and then nobody cared afterwards. It was definitely one of those shows where it just kind of went in one ear and out the other, even though people seem to really like it. Um, and then they are making a, a spin-off show called Code Black, which uh, looks like it's like more edgy, I guess, because it's <laughs> it's like about a guy who's less healthy, <laughs> it seems like. This is like the guy's got like ulcers. And a fatty liver and cholesterol, blood vessels, and, like, I guess, like, erectile dysfunction or something. I guess it's <laughs> yeah. like about an older dude who's, like, not in good shape. And so the cells are in trouble. And their gender So this swapped. one would be more similar to Osmosis Jones in yeah. that regard. <laughs> oh, God. It's Bill Murray, again. <laughs> just, just get Bill Murray in to just do... Just eat shit he shouldn't be eating. Yeah, just get Bill Murray in to do the uh, to do the English dub for the main character. Oh, He's man. Cells, <laughs> yeah. cells at work would be way funnier if it had the live-action parts, like, fucking... <laughs> that was, no, imagine? but that legitimately is a funnier thing. Like, yeah. I... <laughs> What if on the it just works. What if on the day that this is supposed to air, they just show Osmosis Jones? <laughs> <laughs> they know they show Ozzy and Drix. They just start airing the W kids. <laughs> no cussing in this one, kids. <laughs> um, Christ. Uh, the, yeah, the original one is still being done by Dave, David Production also. So yeah. That's, uh, that's good. Mm-hmm. Your turn, Alvi. So here we go. Um, Dr. Ramune, mysterious disease specialist. As long as hearts exist inside people, there will always, always be those who suffer. And then something strange enters, enters their mind and causes a strange disease to manifest itself in their body. The illness, which is called a mystery, mystery disease. <laughs> 
is unknown to most. What is this like redundancy and uh, words? The illness, which is called a mystery disease, is unknown to most, but certainly exists. There right. is a doctor and apprentice who fights the disease, which modern medicine cannot. I love these generics. I'm sorry, I'm losing it every time I read it. It's like when you're writing an essay, you need to add like your word count. Um, the disease is mysterious. It is called the unknown disease. Nobody knows what the disease does. <laughs> Some scientists think it's real. Okay, so the, okay, so there's this guy named Dr. Ramane. He um, he's like basically a, a, a dirty mouthed person. Mm-hmm. Doesn't even seem like he's an actual doctor. Mm-hmm. Um, but now he has to deal with whatever this mysterious disease is troubling people. Um, it says it's psychological. I've no, <laughs> I'm looking at the key art. It looks like a comedy. I have no idea what's going on here. Um, so I don't know. This this really tells me nothing because again, it has bizarre, very bizarre generic synopsis here. Um, so yeah, I don't know if he's like someone that goes around curing people or just takes different cases. There's this tells me nothing what this series is. Uh, <laughs> is it original? Is it an original work? It is based on a manga. Uh, it says based on a manga. All mm-hmm. right. Speaking of based on a manga, we have a hot thing we're all excited for, I know. <laughs> oh, Season God, two of Doctor Stone. Doctor oh, Stone Stone no. Wars. <laughs> oh gosh. I I would argue I would argue similar to Cells at Work. They came out at the same time too, roughly. Like it kinda had a it had like a hyped high, and then over time it wasn't really it wasn't really a big disgusting, at least I found. Like, it wasn't something you would just find some people talking about, like, excited about whenever a new episode showed. It kind of did fizzle out, too. But I'm curious if, in this case, this would have renewed interest because this is, you know, the second season to it. But I mean, I just, Crunchyroll's going to push it really hard, yeah. so Oh, yeah, definitely. Because that's what it was when it came yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. My thing is, I just wonder how many people, like, didn't get, like, sick of it by the end. You know, like, I feel like... <laughs> this happened like, with all of us! That did, that is what happened with all this. <laughs> yeah, I just mean like for like the let's say the average anime watcher, let's say not a not a critic minded individual, like how many of them watched past <laughs> episode like ten, you know? Like something like that where there's like, Oh, I really like this show, I'm watching it and then they stop talking about it after episode ten or something like that, you know. I, I think wonder. I think I think we need to poke our heads into like hashtags more to just see how people Yeah, that's react a good idea. Cause because I still, I still can't get over. We'll maybe talk a little bit about it later. But I still can't get over. Whenever we watched an episode of Elena, I would look up like Elena on Twitter, and there'd just be a bunch of people like, "That was so heartwarming. Wow, Elena's such a great character." You should have like, seen okay. the Joker episode, John. I saw some of it. It was grim. No, that's what I'm saying though. Like I look at the hashtags for that, and people are still like, "Wow, that was interesting." Elena's a great character. You know, she really makes me think. And it's like, all right. Where are you getting the crack? Like, <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? It's just nuts. It's absolutely nuts. It's very strange, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so you want to see the people posting the medicine shot and being like, this broke my heart when it happened. I was so happy. Like, Damn. Uh. That, yeah, they're actual Twitter posting that shot in earnest and even making the double entendre joke. But other people were like, oh, man, I'm glad he saved her. And you're not <laughs> This is so beautiful, just like, her alien eyes just on the sides of her head. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would also say the taste, too, are very, you know, like, yeah. you know, we'll, we'll go on quickly, but I just want to quickly say, too, the taste, too, across the different social platforms is very interesting how different yeah, they are, too, I would say. Um, 
it's definitely interesting, but it's also fucking nuts. Um, okay, I guess I will I will grab the next one here. Uh, X-Arm. That sounds familiar. Is that, like, something that people have been talking about? It I don't also know. sounds familiar to me, and I don't know why. But it's tagged uh, as etchy, see. so I'm scared. Uh, Alright, um... <laughs> Let's see here. I gotta open it up to read the whole thing here. Um, the year twenty fourteen, a high school student who hates machines, Akira Natsume, wants to change himself for the better and tries to take the first step in doing that. But then he gets run over by a truck. Fast forward to twenty thirty, <gasps> a police officer named Minami Uezono and her partner, the android Alma, infiltrate the scene of a trade going out at Tokyo Harbor for an unknown weapon named X Arm. They are then attacked by an enemy armed with the X Arm number eight. Put in this life or death situation, they decide to activate the X-Arm number zero they stole from the enemy. And, okay, yeah, it just kind of ends there. Okay, um, okay, okay. This is the CGI one that looked worse than Ruibi. Oh, yeah! Because um, you're okay. fooled because the concept art, it looks great here. It looks really good. Yeah, I'm looking at the, and then the, then the, like, I'm looking at the manga cover, too. It's like, oh, this really has this weird, late 90s, edgy, sci-fi feel to it. (laughs) You know, but... Oh, no! Yeah, I'm looking at the trailer, actually. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I forgot about the trailer. Oh, that's sad. That's a shame. (laughs) It's because it's being done by a uh, live-action film director who hates anime and never wanted to make an anime or any animated things and a team who has never made anything animated and he said that they were going to show that they can do it better than an anime. Well, Oh, this is not good. Oh, no, like I said, yeah, this action scene it looks bad. worse than Ruibi, like straight up, like it, it which is, <laughs> I, you know, as, as a Ruibi liker, I still think that's saying something, you know, like that's That's a shame. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Your turn. Etchy. I'm terrified at what will be etchy in that with well, that maybe CGI. Because, again, it looks like a thing where she's probably naked a lot I or know, something. But with that I wonder CGI. if that's actually <laughs> Yeah, right? Like how does that even look? Oh. Two it's words. gonna be source filmmaker porn. Uh, that, that's that's what I was about to say. I was about to say. <laughs> Two words, source filmmaker. Yeah. Like. Geki Idol. The story takes five five years after a mysterious disaster happened oh, that erased major cities around the world. What the fuck? Post another post apocalyptic uh, idol thing. Okay. The anime centers on girls who want to be part of the three D holographic. Is that a typo? Holographic or holographic? Theory material system of the- theatrical productions. Wow. What is this? What could this be? Is this based on anything? It says I- original. Original. I wonder if it's another thing where they might want to spin it off to be a bigger franchise thing, Maybe. right? You know, that's kind of how, you mm-hmm. know, like, I wonder if there's going to be supplementary stuff released, like a game or a... Yeah. What that... This is... Wow. Post- potentially post-apocalyptic anime. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So next up is Horamiya. At school, Kyoko Hori is known for being smart, attractive, and popular. On the other hand, her classmate, the boring, gloomy Izumi Miyamura, gets trends to get painted as a loser fanboy. Whatever, that's weird, okay. Uh, but when a liberally pierced and tattooed, not to mention downright gorgeous, Miyamura appears unexpectedly on the doorstep of secretly plain Jane home buddy Hori, these two similarly dissimilar teenagers discover there are multiple sides to every story and person. 
So this is just uh, that anime that uh, we... What was it? It's the fucking... Um, oh my god. Eva Man. What's it called? His and Her Circumstances? Yeah, is it that? I guess. But I'm sure there'll be uh, more anime boys who are sexy. Alright. Uh, we got Hortensia Saga. Is this a gotcha uh, game? It says it's based on a video game, so yeah, probably. Yes. <laughs> um, uh. Yeah, uh, it just seems like it's about a, uh, a girl who is secretly the heir to the throne of a king that got killed by a duke. And um, now she's trying to reclaim the throne from the duke. It's always that's, dukes. That's it. It's always dukes. They're always out there causing mischief and trouble and, you know. It's because they have, like, just enough power that they want more. Like, there's no, like, you know, like, it's just like, well, this is nice, but. What if I hit a whole kingdom? Yeah. What if if instead of a dukedom, lame, I had a kingdom? (laughs) Hmm. Sounds good to me. All right. So, I. I'm going to take on this whole role, role, which seems to be an idol role. (laughs) Yeah, look at this. (laughs) So, I, dolls, so, like, idol spelled with doll, this seems to be some weird 3D motion capture idol show. Not, it has no plot, it does not tell me if there's a plot at all, I don't know if this is a, has any real plot, or if we're just doing skits. It literally just says this anime will use motion capture, that's it. That's it! The next thing is called Idoly Pride. Um, it has no synopsis for some reason. It is an original. I even work. looked at the manga, which is it seems to be based oh. on manga. The manga also has no synopsis. Um, oh, so is it like a concurrent so, thing where they're going to put them out both at once or something? <laughs> I I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if it's like yeah. I don't know if it's an entirely new thing and there's just nothing um, nothing to it. Um, and the next thing is a, a guy idol thing. And in this story, a famous talent agency called Isle Door. Door. Oh, okay. See, so there's like a weird wordplay there, too, with the L's and R's. Um, has created an academy called Etoil VO School to train buddy Niles. So, again, it just, none of these tell me anything <laughs> about any of these shows. It's a, these are idol stuff. Um, that's that. <laughs> And then, and yeah, the guy, I don't think, oh yeah, it's based on a game. Probably a gotcha game of some sort. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Alright, so this next one, um, I, I, I have been, I have heard some good things about this oh, yeah? uh, light novel. Okay. Yeah. So, so. Uh, it's called Jakuchara Tomozaki-kun. Oh wait, no, that's you, right? <laughs> yeah, I skipped you. No, you go ahead, Rose, I apologize. Okay. It's bottom tier Tomozaki-kun. Um I knew this slang, actually, from all of my uh, video game studying. Um, (laughs) He's one of the best gamers in Japan, and in his opinion, the game of real life is one of the worst. Here, here! Rules for success, horribly balanced, and nothing makes sense. But then he meets a gamer who's just as good as him, and she offers to teach him a few exploits. Oh, Mm. fuck! A girl gamer okay. be still my deep beating heart. That's what this anime is probably about. I don't know. Maybe it's okay. So, Maybe it's just modern high score girl. Okay. Well, Yen Press. I, I feel like they usually publish 
decent stuff. Yeah. I don't know. Some really, really weird stuff. From no. from from what I was told, and again, you know, I the, it it was um I, I saw it on a on Rose. You'll you know Toast Crunch. I saw it on a yeah. on their Twitter. Uh, they described it as like, what if what if a girl taught a Smash Bros player how to shower and comb their hair and you know wear right. better clothes. But it was like done in a well, like a good, smart way. <laughs> yeah, like not in a way where it's just like, oh, it's it's um, it's catered to like a sp- weird self fantasy thing. Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's kind of done in a way that demeans her. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's less like a like a like a oh, this girl's gonna take care of me thing, and more like, hey, you know what? You could you could you could be better, dude. You just gotta take care of yourself a little bit more. Okay, so and, like you know, so like an actual human, yeah, <laughs> situation. Like, oh, they actually there's this about people caring for each other. Yeah, okay. I mean that is what That's that cool. is what I that is what I read on Twitter. Okay. You know, I don't know if that is 100 percent how it'll be, but also I trust I trust their judgment, so I'm not gonna be too. I, I'm I'm sure it'll be good. Right. I'll check it out because. Honestly, I could probably use some of this advice. <laughs> anyway, this next one is uh, I don't I don't know why it's not translating all of these for me now. Um, yeah, okay, uh, yeah, okay. I guess they just don't have the English version of some of these. Um, uh, it's Kaifuku Jutsushi no Yari Naoshi. Um, healing magicians cannot fight alone. I guess is what it's called. Um, uh, Kiere, who was bound by this common knowledge, was exploited again and again by others, but one day he noticed what may lie ahead beyond healing magic and was convinced that a healing magician was the strongest class. However, by the time he realized his full potential, he was deprived of everything. Thus, he used healing magic on the world itself to go back four years, deciding to redo everything. Uh, oh no, I've heard about this like a while ago. <laughs> I've heard specifically about the this is um so people were really concerned that this sounds kind this is really rapey. It you know? looks if really you look at the rapey. covers oh, of toy novels, that's just that's yes. just that. I recall okay. I recall seeing these covers. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So oh, man. <laughs> so I don't know where this will go. I don't know if it's tagged as this etchy, will be a case so. where the anime does something different, this but there bad. was definitely up yeah, there was definitely concerns about this because it kind of is, if you think about it more, there kind of is a rapey premise here. Um, and yeah, these covers are definitely bad. Yeah. Um, so yeah. <laughs> it's going to be bad, all right? It's going to be bad, yeah. And then people might unfortunately like it. So that's how it goes in anime. It won't get a shield hero uh, level, I don't think. Yeah. yeah uh, this, uh, is, yeah. this is entering 2021 with that. Like, like there's going to be some <laughs> shitty fans of this, obviously, but like Crunchyroll is probably not going to be pushing it or uh, I mean I don't know they haven't mentioned it yet but also it's you know probably a month out so we'll see if they start hyping it up because yeah the reason why Shield Hero was such a big deal is because Crunchyroll pushed it so you know we'll see Kimono Jihen, when a series of animal bodies that rot away after a single night begin appearing in a remote mountain (laughs) village, whoa, Inugami, a detective from Tokyo who specializes in the cult, is called to investigate. While working the case, he befriends a strange boy who works in the field every day instead of going to school. Shunned by his peers and nicknamed Dorotabo after a yokai that lives in the mud, he helps Inugami uncover the truth behind the killings. But supernatural forces are at work, and Dorotabo is just a nickname. It ni- might not be the only thing about the boy that isn't human. Okay, this is interesting. Could be like a mystery, mystery show involving 
animal people or animals around yokai the yeah theme. yeah and yokai mm-hmm. you gotta love the yokai Don't we all? <laughs> all right rose go ahead yeah Log Horizon Season 3. <laughs> the Return. The Return. Uh, is he out of jail? Like, yes, what he happened? is out of jail. I <laughs> joked. Oh, I joked for so long that that man was oh, going to get out of prison and they was instantly going to say, Log Horizon 3, baby. It's right here. And he literally did that. He, <laughs> he literally was, he was did like, that. He was turning it in jail. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he obviously, was in tax jail. So he was in tax prison, right? So he wasn't in real jail. Yeah. So he just was writing all this stuff and now he can profit off of it. So now it's all coming out, you know. Whatever, so. <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, God, I don't even know how many years it's been since I just watched it. Probably like eight, something like that. Anyways, it's the third season. Um, a year after the adventurers were blown into the Elder Tale world, their prosperity begins to teeter with the emergence of a new monster, a festering power struggle, and the growing power gap among adventurers themselves. Round table faces its life crisis. Okay, so if you know anything about Log Horizon, it's just fucking MMO governments, and it's really good, mm-hmm. and I love it. Um, one of the things I really liked when I was watching it is that they get to the point where they're like, okay, so we're all isekai'd in, like, whatever, the, all the all the players, right? And they're like, mm-hmm. what if we make alliances with the NPCs <laughs> and stuff like that? And, uh, like, what if we, uh, like just purchased all the housing and then gave it to everyone so that they just all had housing. And then what if we did all, it's, it's all just insane. It's like slime before slime anime existed, but like done (laughs) way better on a way more granular level. And it's extremely funny to me again, that the man who made this went to jail for tax crime because his, the entire thing Mm -hmm. is explaining how taxes work basically. (laughs) Like that's he, he he knows the game yeah, yeah. And he just but he got caught for it. It was so it. funny so when I go. found that out. Like I was just like, oh my god! Like, uh yeah, I'm really excited for this. Yeah, I know. Um, this is like it's just really good. If you like MMO and want to watch an anime about MMOs, like I, this is this is the gold standard to me, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I think they really nail it. Yeah, I'm excited for that one. Very sad they changed the opening away from database, database, just living in the database, but what can you do? <laughs> All right. Uh, Mushoko Tensai, Jobless Reincarnation. Wow, never heard of this one before. I've never seen a show like this. <laughs> 34-year-old uh. Ni Otaku is chased out from his house by his family. This virgin, plump, unattractive, and penniless nice guy found that his life is going down the path to an end. He then recalled that his life could actually be much better if he can get over the dark history of his life. Just when he would have the point of regret, he saw a truck moving at fast speed and three high school agents <laughs> Mustering all strength he had, he tried to save them and ended getting run over by the truck, quickly ending his life. The next time he opened his eyes, he is already reincarnated to a world of sword and magic as Rudius Grerard. Born into this new world, a new life, Rudius decided that this time I'll really live my life to the fullest with no regret. Thus starts the life journey, uh, uh, whatever. I'm trying to remember what the one that I literally just watched where the guy, like, it was in his sleep. Yeah, he just died, he died in his sleep, and he, he, he woke up as a child. Yeah, uh, that was that was this, that's literally this. Looking at this art and that description, that's this is the same, except <laughs> he didn't die in his sleep. 
What's bad. going on? What's going on? Who's who's paying for this? Who's paying for this? <laughs> I who's, feel like nobody's lo- paying for this, and they're just like who's happening. accepting this? I'm looking up the studio right now. Studio bind. Yeah, they're in a fucking bind if they're gonna keep making this shit. <laughs> they have done nothing. Maybe they're in a bind to do this. They are like, oh shit, we got it. <laughs> we unfortunately are. the only thing this we have nothing else we have to do. We have to do this. The, uh-huh. the only thing the studio has done is me- a PV for the anime like last year. Mm. There definitely are a lot of names I'm seeing. I'm not. I have never heard of. So I, I, it's interesting seeing maybe there's like some smaller new studios coming up and. I think this exists. Uh, I, I, I'm not surprised if this is their first joint. They're like, oh, I guess we got to, you know, Ooh. you're not going to start with an epic project up front. Tags. Slavery. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> ah! I'll be good uh, us out uh, here. <laughs> <laughs> There's ten spoiler tags. No, I opened them. Oh, okay. No. I, yeah, we gotta get out there. Get out <laughs> it's not safe. This is not a safe show. I'll say that. <laughs> Next thing is the third season of Nanan Biori. Um, so there's that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, go. You can go to the next. <laughs> That's the third season of Nanan Biori. Uh, and all right. So this what is this. Okay, other side picnic. Her first encounter with Toriko Nishina was on the other side after seeing that thing. What? Again, vague, I love these quotation notes. marks. God, <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> and nearly died. So she basically she she nearly died seeing a, a, some unknown thing. Mm-hmm. Ever since that day, exhausted university students, Sarawu, so so um, Kamikoshi's life changed. In this other world full of mystery, which exists alongside our own dangerous beings like the Kune Kune and. Hishaku-sama that are spoken of in real ghost stories appear for research, for profit, and to find an important person. Toriko and Sarawu set foot into that normal. Okay. It's like, we got, we got two lesbians here. Uh, yeah, let me look at that. That's just... <laughs> um, gonna deal with paranormals. I know, look at that. They're embracing. I, when I saw, like, I, I don't know, something immediately hitting me, um, I'm reminded of Beyond the Boundary, but I didn't like Beyond the oh. Boundary, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. It, I didn't like it. Um, but something about this kind of radiates the same feeling to me. But maybe it's maybe. Of course, it, it definitely might be different. You know, I'm just. But it kind of radiates that same feeling of like, okay, there's like a structure here. What we're doing with paranormal stuff, and it's very episodic in that way. So yeah, very curious about this. They're just two gal pals dealing with some otherworldly shit. Dealing with that thing, you know. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. R- Rose, <laughs> you and your girl. Do you and your girlfriends ever have to deal with that thing? Every day. <laughs> and there's multiple things since there's so many of them. It's no, it's no good. Okay, I just wanted to make sure. Next up is uh, the next core of ReZero. We'll be out. Mm-hmm. Um, they just took a season off. Uh, and then Scar on the Praetor is an original anime set in the fictional Akatsuki Special Ward of Tokyo, formed as a lawless independent state. Lawless is in no quotation <laughs> oh, marks, shit. which is very funny to me. Oh, shit. Because what does that mean? <laughs> uh, the Akatsuki Rebellion overthrew the ward's corporate masters. Maintaining over the ward are three organizations, Helios, Artemis, and the Public Safety Bureau, who all employ agents known as SCARD. These agents are marked with divine tattoos that grant them the power to turn away any bullet or blade making them virtually invincible. Looks like an anime boy show. That's all I'm going to say. It is an anime boy show. Looks like, yep. 
Yeah. Did you all see that they're fucking localizing dramatical murder in 2021? <laughs> what? Why? The game. Like, Who? they're localizing the game oh, in the English game. officially. Okay. Only now. Now. I don't know why. I don't know why they're doing that. <laughs> I don't, yeah, and I feel like people who are really into that outgrew it, too. Um, they outgrew it, like, four years ago. just don't really, <laughs> yeah, yeah, their whole, their, if they were a teenager then, which they shouldn't have been consuming dramatical murder as a teenager, but they likely did. Um, they're whole-ass adults now who moved on to other things. <laughs> Very strange. Oh, the Cooking Master anime is the next one, John. Do you remember that? Do you remember when it was like the description was like, he has to or he'll die? <laughs> I do kind of remember that. But yeah, I mean, here, I'll just, I'll, I'll clear these three out because it's just, yeah, they're doing True Cooking Master Boy Season 2. Good for him. I hope he keeps cooking so he doesn't okay. die. Uh, mm-hmm. They have uh, the fourth season of Show by Rock. Holy shit! Wow. Four seasons. I, I we dipped. I dipped my me and my roommate. We we dipped our toes into Show by Rock season three, and let me tell you, what a trip! Mm-hmm. It it is an insane show for I crazy bet. people, and I respect everyone who's into it because it is Sanrio. But mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then we have Skate the Infinity. This is a Bones show here. Uh, Recky, a high school sophomore and skater, is addicted to S. A highly secret and dangerous downhill skateboarding race that takes place in an abandoned mine. The skaters are especially wild about the beefs or heated battles that erupt in the races. Reki takes Langa, a transfer student returning to Japan after sitting abroad, to the mine where the races are held. Langa, who has no skateboarding experience, find himself, finds himself pulled into the world of S. I thought it was a drug. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> I was like, a, oh shit, the skate, skater drug. Skater that seems cool. This seems this seems like it would rule or be really bad. I, I I'm down into it. Like skate skateboard, you know. <laughs> yeah, like I, I, I like I, the premise, like, but and you know, this is not meant to be a diss. It's more just not for me. It does seem like it's more like yeah, another anime boy. Show. Yeah, it, yes. it looks very yaoi baity. <laughs> like this looks like oh, when I watched it, I was just like, oh, people who like free are gonna eat this shit up and again oh, definitely. Like, good for them i hope they enjoy it like this seems like so the, it's gonna be the, good yeah the actual format of the title is that this the it's sk infinity symbol so yeah <laughs> so you have good. to pronounce the infinity that's pretty good <laughs> so it's the eight it's, it's the eight sideways yeah, i respect it i respect this show from afar <laughs> okay. you, you all have fun with it <laughs> that's what i'm gonna say so next thing you know speaking of skating this is an ice skating thing and you're and i still not having a finished mm-hmm. movie um <laughs> even though there was like slight tease uh, a month or so ago but you will never win against me it's a quote um by the way uh <laughs> skate leading stars there's a star symbol in between those ah. words Figure skater Kensei Maishima stopped his career when he heard those words from his rival, Ryo Shinozaki. Oh, shit. Some years after, Maishima, now a high schooler, well, okay, so he was like a, a kid skater, that's wild, <laughs> um, uses his physical talent for grammar uh, to help other clubs in various activities while never committing to any one thing. One day, he sees a press conference where Shinozaki announced that he was shifting from single skating to skate leading. Mm. So I don't know what that is, actually, in the sport of competitive skating. 
Um, but after that, he met a boy named Hayato Sugai, who knew of Mayashima's single skincare with the words, I need you. And Sasuke invites Mayashima to the world of skate leading or competitive. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> explains it. Competitive team based skating. Yeah, I was going to say, okay. they, they explain it later, which is like a weird way to do that, but all right. Okay, so then it explains like how it works. <laughs> a whole thing. So this is a made up thing. This is yeah, not this isn't real. real. No. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. So it's some weird uh fake kiss, uh, fake uh, skate a competitive thing. I they try to make sk- so they tried to make figure skating like a tournament based thing here. This is what this sounds like. <laughs> the figure skating tournament arc. <laughs> Yeah, this was this is what this sounds like. Um, and again, seeing this, this seems to be an original thing. It doesn't look like mm-hmm. um, there's anything attached to it. But again, I wonder if this is another series where they might try to launch into something bigger. Mm-hmm. All right, next up is "So I'm a Spider, So What," which I have heard good things <laughs> about uh, from multiple people. Um, I, the protagonist, was just an ordinary high school girl, but suddenly I was reincarnated as a spider monster in a fantasy world. Not only that, but I would in a dungeon filled with vicious monsters. Armed with only my human knowledge and my overwhelming positivity, I'm forced to use spider webs and traps to defeat far stronger monsters just to stay alive. Um, it's fucked up. Yeah, I, I I've heard very good things about the this, the Holy the light shit. novel series. I heard that it is genuinely very funny uh, most of the time. So huh? I I am interested in seeing that as the isekai watcher here. Yeah, I mean, I would, I would like a show that is basically like wh- how slime anime felt near the beginning. So yeah, I, definitely. I hope, I hope that this show doesn't just go completely off the fucking rails. Um, because that is yeah that that's what happened to slime anime. <laughs> yeah, once they got to the future girl, that was <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you got a second season to a sorceress stabber orphan. Oh yeah, that one. Yeah, um, we have a uh, a reboot of Soku Musume Mizel Rem Crisis because they also had a game. I think that's like a gotcha game with like mecha girls. I'm I'm gonna be honest. A lot of these designs remind me of a, a Yu Gi Oh card. Uh, they just look like love lives wearing mech suits. They do look like love I, lives. I, I more mean I more mean <laughs> that like the mech specifically kind of remind me of the Sky Strikers from Yu-Gi-Oh. I, I don't know. That, that yeah, but just that's be... just Hanukkah and that's just Hanayo. They're both right there. Yeah, that, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. They, they literally do look it like does, that. It does. It does. <laughs> um, and then I, I'll, I'll read this this uh, this actual one here. Suppose a kid from the last dungeon, Boonies, moved to a starter town. <laughs> <laughs> what a name. <laughs> Yeah, what a fucking concept. Uh, the story follows Lloyd, a budding adventurer who just wants to get stronger. His plan? Head to the capital and discover his true power, even though he grew up being considered a weakling. Heads off from his hometown, which interestingly exists directly next to the most dangerous dungeon. Okay, so it's just he's stronger because it's just a comparison. Okay, that's that's boring. Okay, whatever. Yeah, it's an isekai. All right. Okay, this next thing seems wild. Seems like it, it could potentially be funny. Denji uh, Sozo Design Boo. In Heaven's Animal Design Department, designers create a variety of new animals daily while contending with the unreasonable qu- request of their client, God. Funny, interesting, and full of useful information, this series answers questions such as, why can't unicorns exist? Why? What makes animals taste delicious? What's the most powerful creature on earth? And bird versus snake, who would win? You won't believe... Uh, 
Oh, okay, weird. It's, it sounds like a pitch this is a description. You won't believe it's a manga series when you read up all of the feature animals and include encyclopedia entries. Well, Heaven's design team will make your next trip to the Zero Aquarium a hundred times more fun. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I've actually I, read some of the manga for this because it was in like yeah. a humble bundle. It is very funny. Yeah. It is super good. Is yeah, it? I, so is it like an edge? So is it? Because I don't know. Does it make it sound like too? There's like a very good, edu- like, yeah, accurate is, education so, spin to it. So too? yeah. That's so the, the, the conceit is just that. It, it's it's a bunch of angels working for God while they're like and they're so they're coming up with all the animals while God is like creating the earth. Right. And so it's it, it, it's it's very funny because they they present it just like like an like a pitch meeting. All it is is it's just them like sitting oh, yeah, there being yeah. like, all right, no, last week you invented the fish. And now you're cu- you want to make something that eats the fish. Tell me about it. And like they they're like trying to like they're like throwing ideas around, and they eventually make the shark. And so they like talk about the, you know, it's like fantastical, but they also make they also blend it in with how the animal works in real life. So they'll be like, no, you can't do that. Gravity is like this on Earth. So if you made it like that, it'll just its body will crumble. You know, you have to make it work this way. And so they just talk about all the different ways that animals work. So it is absolutely educational, but it is also very funny just seeing these characters bounce off of each other. So that's probably, yeah, it looks really that cute. is probably the show I'm looking forward to the most this season. I am very, like, I really liked the manga that I read and I only stopped because they announced the anime and I was just like, I want to just watch the anime. I want to see this animated because it, it seems really, really fun. So yeah, I, I'm looking forward to Heaven's design team a lot. Speak of the devil, just a little bit ago, Slime Season 2 will be yeah. here. Uh, I'll still watch it. I don't know. I I, uh, I do not begrudge your opinion, John, at all. I, mean, I, I agree with it quite a bit. I might check it out. You know, like, I, I watched the whole thing of the first season. I might check, check it out just to see what happens, but I, I still definitely feel like it fell off quite a bit, like, once. Oh, absolutely. He, once the, the like the goblins got like really powerful and he started just getting like every possible ability and just killed everyone instantly, it was just like okay. Yeah, definitely. That's my big like I like we've we've talked about this on the show before, mm-hmm. just the isekais where it's just like I'm really strong, here ready to go. Like mm-hmm. it's just like okay. See that's why ReZero is my favorite one, because it's just like nobody is like that. And uh it's just like a detective show basically instead. Mm-hmm. Um also why i like log horizon because log horizon is just them going and dying to a raid 30 times in a row <laughs> to learn the mechanics all right. um lv you, you go ahead um all right um the hidden dungeon oh. only i can enter oh boy uh, <laughs> the hidden dungeon is a place of legend where rare treasures and items are hidden nor the third summit an impoverished noble family who's lost the one job for he's had um he who was lucky enough to hear about this dungeon he then acquires a skill that allows him to create bestow and edit skills and in order to use it oops he needs to accumulate why does he keep scrolling up he needs to accumulate points by carrying out such tasks as eating delicious meals and doing Doing the sex. Okay. What? All um, oh, right. And now I understand the title. <laughs> uh, I, yeah. Oh, yeah. This is the thing we saw before where the teaser was like for a some woman reason, chained he was up. Sharing yeah. Foreheads. <laughs> I legit almost did a spit take. That was what? what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Just this description Very doing sexual sick. things with alluring members of the I, I'm sorry, I just jumped around. 
Uh, what are we doing? Um, but <laughs> now, nah, but I, I remember reading more about it when we saw that weird visual, and it seems it seems as though. Um, so I don't know what the weird sexual things he has to do, whatever. Um, but he yeah, it seems like do. yeah, he's just he, he he has to do it, I guess. Um, yeah, he has to go to his dungeon, and then yeah, he meets basically all these women that are way more powerful than him, and then I don't know, in one way or another, they have to. I like the like that first girl, that girl who's chained up. It's like it's it's Yui Hori who's playing her apparently, mm-hmm. and apparently she's some like really powerful adventurer. For some reason, she's stuck there. She's been stuck there for like decades, uh. and she just I don't know. She's not dead. I don't understand. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's there to what's there to just really other than oh, it's another one of those. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's not even any weird special tags to it. <laughs> Alright, go ahead, Rose. Uh, the next season of Promised Neverland, where things go off the rails, probably. Because oh, uh, they are no longer in that home. Oh, shit. Uh, that they escape at the end of season one. And I think they do a time skip and stuff like that, so we'll see. Okay. I don't know how people feel about this. Uh, I saw a really cool woman from the manga, so mm. I'm excited to see that if people draw art of that woman. Okay. And then also they're doing a fourth season of Seven Deadly Sins, which I have never heard of anyone watching, ever. Again, I agree with you. <laughs> it exists constantly and I see it like mm-hmm. on Netflix and stuff constantly. like that. I've never known a soul who likes it. I've no mm-hmm. not known anyone. John, what's next? You're making me do this one, huh? Yeah. Shit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh the story moves the Wixos card game to the online virtual space of Wixos Land. As it continues to grow more popular, the game allows players to become the LRIG avatars themselves. The most popular format in the game is Diva Battle, which allows three players to team up to compete against other units for the most selector fans. Some units are idol themed, while others are DJ and band themed. And this is some sort of sequel. What Wixos is? Yeah. Uh, it's a Madoka card game where they all die. All the girls die from the card game. And it's like super edgy. Yeah, it looks fucked up. It looks. So I think up. this is insanely funny. What the fuck is going on, y'all? I don't know. <laughs> so, so in this case, it sounds like there. This is just like, oh, now, now we're entering VR for this. Yeah. Um, and they're all. That's what it sounds like. They're all bodacious anime babes playing this card game. They're all bodacious anime babes. Yeah. <laughs> One girl, her top is just falling off. Um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I get no, I don't follow this, but that'd be weird. That'd be interesting if they still kept the serious tone for this since then. They should. It like, must be. Really they, they definitely will. It'll, it'll yeah. just be this fake mm-hmm. out thing. Just like the first one was because mm-hmm. it was Madoka. And then mm-hmm. they'll just be like, what? Oh no, my giant titties are dead now. This is so sad. <laughs> Both of them. Both yeah. of them. <laughs> they couldn't even leave me one. <laughs> <laughs> 
wonder egg priority. Oh. So I just saw the visual and I was like, oh, this looks cute. But yeah, I'm not sure what this is. It's very mysterious. It literally is mysterious. The anime story begins when the protagonist, a 14-year-old girl named Ai Uto, hears a mysterious voice while walking around t- town late at night. It gives her an egg and beckons to her. If you wish to change the future, you need to only choose now. Now believe in yourself, in yourself and smash the egg. So, Utena. I don't know, it sounds... Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, and I'm looking at the key, there's like... I don't know, they, they, look like, they look like literally stage lights, like, in the sky, so oh I don't know if there's God. some weird Truman Show shit going on for this thing. Hey. Like, I don't know what, I don't know, this could be anything. Um, Would you like it yeah, I mean, yeah, in this vibes. trying time? Yeah, they're in the egg, probably. But, I don't know, it's definitely, it's it's really mysterious. I don't know, I haven't seen anything beyond even the, just the art, but, I don't know, it's definitely something I might look out mm-hmm. for. All right, I'll grab these last two and then run through the shorts really quick, and then we can talk about the movies. Um, We got World Trigger Season 2. We got uh, Yuru Camp Season 2. I know that's a crowd pleaser. Woo! The return. Yeah! Yeah! Uh, Short Azerlane 4 coma anime. Uh, Whatever Atona Bogiasan is. Strike Witches short anime. Oh, shit. Uh, some ghost thing, and then mm-hmm. some other short little girl things. No, no. Uh, anyways, there's a bunch of movies. Yay! First is Sailor Moon. They're doing Sailor Moon movies for Crystal. It's the Dead Moon arc. It's yeah, the, I'm excited for that. It's the last one. Mm. Yeah. Alright. Um, I guess they're both coming out the same time. No, no, they're two months apart, I guess. Mm. There's two movies. Yeah. It's the big big finale. No, it's like one month apart. The first one's in January and the second one's in February. Oh, okay. Wow. All right. Not bad. They pro- Oh, God. They probably did like a whole ass long dang at once, and then they're like, oh, shit. We just got to cut this up in two parts. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, we made a four-hour thing. Oh, no. Yeah, that's probably what happened. <laughs> Speaking of four-hour I mean, things. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. 3.0 plus 1.0 <laughs> Thrice Upon a Time will finally come out I'm so excited I don't believe they, they they announced like just now that they finished the movie like they just oh, finished cool. it like today so <laughs> awesome yeah I mean I'm fucking pumped <laughs> but I don't know. I, I'm I'm still I still think Ava three was really good, and I'm looking forward to this. And um, we'll see. I don't we'll know see. if I can handle the discourse, regardless of if it's good or bad. Uh, I'm not ready. All right. Uh, book Spirits movie. Uh, <laughs> the Princess Principal film is finally coming out. <sighs> the first out of six. There's a lot of stuff for John this season, at least, yeah. like, yeah, we got have his design team, we got Eurocamp, we got fucking Ava, we got Princess Principal, come on, y'all, let's go, that's right, it's time, I don't know, I don't know what I'm doing right now, <laughs> I just started, okay. like, waving my arms and, hand, and head around, like, yeah, <laughs> what's up? The hype is yeah. real. I'm just, I'm excited, I guess. Well, that about does it. Yeah, they... <laughs> It seems like they have a an like an OVA for to end Gintama, except then there's also the actual yep. final movie that's mm-hmm. on there. Um, 
Oh yeah, there's also that high rise invasion uh, OVA. Um, I remember them talking about that for like the Netflix thing. Um, it looked fucking weird. It's just about a girl who um, has to walk across bridges that are connecting skyscrapers, and then there's like people trying to kill her. Oh, uh, that's friend. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's a rail shooter. Like it's just uh, yeah. <laughs> she walks in a straight don't, line and she has to deal with shit person, on the screen. Just like mm-hmm. yeah, that kind of rule. Yeah. <laughs> Man, rail shooters were good. Now I'm just thinking about that stuff. And we're just like, oh no, we're in the Pharaoh's tomb. Ah, <laughs> get ready. Okay, um, that's all of it. That's all of it. That's all the yes. anime coming up. We covered it all. Um, let's do one show each for our normal okay. show stuff. Yeah. I, I think that seems like a good idea for what we can cover. Okay. Okay. Elvie, pick your one. Yes. Who do you, what do you want to talk about? Fire Force <laughs> ended. Okay. Fire Force Season 2 has ended. I have not talked about Fire Force at you all for the past yeah. several episodes because there was no reason to. Um, because it really was just action. What was there to really describe, unless you're familiar with the story? Um, and I wrote a note down here saying it ended with a hazing fetish. So, uh, <laughs> which is exactly what happened. So what's interesting about Fire Force compared to anything else I've seen of this similar genre, where their finale, like, com- even compared to season one, they, for a show where they were, it's really battle heavy and like the best parts of the show is the action sequences and it, it never i think it's actually interesting that you know it's not bad i think it's just really interesting that their season finales don't end on action they just end on some weird very subdued slice of life thing to so to elaborate what i was talking to what i noted here um basically um uh shinra and the the king arthur shuni boy um, they just, they were just getting, like, tortured in, the, like, the last episode because for training reasons or something of that sort, they literally were, like, in their underwear and they're being put through this horrible, like, physical, physical, like, endurance shit. Like, they were being, they were being flung through the air. Again, they're, like, just in their underwear. Um, they're, they're getting, like, just not waterboarded, but what's the word? No, just some more water torture. They're being, like, dragged across the body. I'm Like, it opens up that way, and I'm like, what the hell is happening? And it, it's, it's a really long sequence. And literally, like, it literally, like, they're just basically training up for, like, the next big thing that's going to happen. So, again, the, again, reminder that the premise of Fire Force at this point in time is now that there's this crazy, like, fire apocalypse cult now. Right. This big looming threat. And, you know, and they're just basically, yeah, and then, like, so just... It's just this long sequence of these guys being tortured, and they're, like, almost naked. Um, and then, you know, the guy who's, like, training them is like, oh, yeah, I did it so you guys can get angered and literally fired up. So when you, you know, like, the trains just begun. And, like, I don't understand the point of that sequence. It seems like the creator is very into, like, just torturing the guys of his series. Um, it seems like in really weird, fetishistic ways. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, it doesn't really end on anything interesting i think it just kind of ends it just kind of ends and like compared to the first season it it didn't tease at all if there was going to be another season um from my understanding the manga feels like it might be ending soon but i could be wrong it's like almost 20 plus um, volumes in um i've uh i've also expressed some of these complaints like in you know a couple episodes um before and even just in the series as a whole where it definitely has a, a, a women problem where it they don't 
they don't do like it, it really struggles to properly develop like their women characters at best and again like there's one character in particular who who's constantly the butt of like fan service jokes and for a while they stopped doing it they, they just genuinely stopped doing it but there was there was literally an episode so like literally the episode before this the second to last episode of the season there actually was finally an episode that revolved around her and her perspective and it was just odd and in, in the sense where i think what they were trying to go for and justifying and redeeming her character felt like um, I don't know, it kind of felt like it was shaming the viewer in a weird way. Um, so basically, it's going through her, how she kind of has these self-esteem issues. She doesn't like the fact that her clothes just keep falling off for no reason. Because again, like the justification of the show's logic as to why that keeps happening to her, it's because she has some sort of weird innate ability where that just happens. She d- like It just happened one day while she was hanging out. So there's a flashback where it just happened one day when she's hanging out with a friend. And all of a sudden, it just keeps happening where she keeps laying herself in some weird stereotypical fan service thing. And it's just this whole thing where, like, she's being made fun of for it. There's some weird slut-shaming aspect to it where she was, like, bullied in high school for it. Um, they're like, you know, like, oh, shoot. Like, yeah, like you know, and she, like, you know, there's, like, this whole thing where they're kind of making fun of her, like, oh, why is she dressing that way, et cetera. And, like, growing up, she had to deal with that. And the whole episode ends with her, like, kind of proving herself just, again, like, like, like basically the last full final episodes of the se- season was just the character's training. Again, nothing, it doesn't end on, like, a bang. And, like, she, and, and she just kind of figures out how to better hone her parents because she realizes, oh, my gosh, I feel like a damsel in distress. I'm con-, you know, and she thinks back to the time where she, you know, Shinra, the main character, saved her and all that. And, yeah, it was just this whole character exploration of her. But it was just, it was just definitely off-putting to me in that, oh, we're trying to now salvage this character that has been mistreated as a fan service device constantly or as, like, a butt of the joke, uh, as, a butt, as, a, as a joke, as a sexual joke. And we're now trying to make you feel bad for her. Yeah. But then it's the series itself that is doing that. So I don't know like what it was trying to yeah, do. Yeah, it's not like it's society. Very, very it's stupid. like they were doing it the whole time. Yeah. It's like, no, you wrote her that way. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, it was just it was odd. It was like it was like oddly refreshing, but then I realized this is stupid. She doesn't she didn't have to be written this way to begin with. Yeah. <laughs> um and I know they were just stacking like, oh shoot, we got to do all these like episode highlights for these characters that we didn't really do. We did a dirty job. The episode prior to that was Maki, the other female character. She was like the buff like bicep girl. There's it was this whole thing where um, uh, she she had to be separate from the unit for some time. There was like a whole thing, and they're they're going more deep into her family, and her family's just fucking sexist for some reason. It makes no sense. So it was just a whole thing where like, oh, you know, like her brother is like, he works, he, her brother, her older brother actually works at some other fire brigade unit, and he's like, no, my, you know, and he's constantly hovering over her, you're doing with some mission, and he just has no confidence in her abilities or ability to protect herself. But she's like a grown-ass woman and been doing that stuff for years, so like, why is this suddenly a problem now? And they go, and then eventually, again, it just comes around to her, like, oh, disproving the sexism and doing whatever she does. She's been fine. And then it, for, it goes deeper into her family's history, where, like, her mom, like, used to do this stuff. Her mom, in fact, her both of her parents were from the military. And so the whole, like, I, it just made no sense. They were, <laughs> they were so basically, 
like her, her mom used to do this stuff and just like choose to be a homemaker at the end. So there's, I get the idea of like, okay, so now like the parents kind of became a little more conservative in what they think they, their children should do. But it, again, it just made no sense given like all this time that has passed and this was never brought up as an issue where her family kind of has this bias against her and is overprotective because she's a, a girl. Um, but yeah, th- those, those, those last couple episodes just stuck out to me where they, they were trying to do some weird apologetic thing to, to some of the female characters, but they, f- it, it just really felt really silly in that, you know, Hey, the series, the series presented them this way to begin with. And I don't know what the point of this was to make the viewers kind of feel bad for them or to cheer them on. <laughs> when the series shouldn't have probably treated them or written them that way to begin with. But that's that's really Fire Force. Again, like, there there isn't really anything unique for me to bring up besides the fact, like, okay, the big threat is getting bigger, and that's what they're going to probably deal with. And I feel like inevitably there might be a next season. But again, I remember, you like, some someone brought up, like, the, the first season's Blu-rays did poorly. So maybe that's why we're not seeing it in the median season, Tisa, because all that money ran out. But... It seems like it's. It seems like it's. Um, it seems like it's ending soon. But again, I could be surprised because this is how Shonen works. But again, this is just a reminder that Atsu, Atsushi um, Okubo like made it clear that this is his last series. He's probably going to do. Um, again, he made Soul Eater. So who knows what's going to come with that? So that's the that's the Fire Hour, Fire Force, season season three, unclear. It's T- probably going to happen, right? I mean, if they weren't yeah, killed by happen. those Blu-ray sales, then I feel like they'll never yeah. die. I said anything could happen. Um, all right. Uh, John, do you want to cover something, or do you want me to do my Elaine a bit? Um, I'm going to be honest. I'm looking at both of the, uh, at all the shit that I have, and I don't really have too much to talk about. I mean, all I could really say is because... There was one Pokemon episode that I guess I'll just mention real quick, episode 48, where uh, they randomly go to Unova to eat, and that's it. They're just eating at Unova, and then Team Rocket shows up, and they say, all right, here's our plan. We're going to swap out Pikachu with a fake Pikachu, and they swap it out, but the Pikachu that they swapped it out says Hikachu instead of Pikachu, which is just insane. I I don't know what they were trying to do. And then the rest of the episode is Lucario and Cinderace trying to get friendly because um, they uh, they get stuck together because Team Rocket shoots like a goo at them, and it's basically just the Joseph and, and Avdol episode from JoJo, except there isn't a part where it looks like one of them is sucking the other's dick. Um, and that's fucking it. That's all I got to say. Um, even the Precure episodes are pretty tame. I got nothing. Really? From those screenshots, it didn't look like. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'm just twisted, and I think that they're tame now. But it's been normalized to you. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's they played volleyball, and the dog was dressed up as a coach and had a goatee. Holy shit! Yeah. So it was like a beach episode. Yeah, but it was just them playing volleyball. Yeah. Which honestly, I was a little, I was a little shocked about how they did it, because. The way that it seemed like it was going to go, it was like, you know, some of them, most of them just kind of wanted to hang out at the beach, but then like one or two of them were like, we're going to play volleyball. We're going to learn volleyball. And I thought the show's moral was going to be like, hey, you know, you can hang out with your friends, but don't force them to do all the shit that you're into. But it totally wasn't that. They all just played volleyball. So 
I don't know. I guess no morals there. Precure has no morals. I'll, I'll say that much. It has no morals. Uh, and their dog is evil. I don't know. That's all I have to say. Rose, please. Please. Um, okay. <laughs> so the last episode of Elena was two weeks ago. So this this is the last episode. Next this is up. Indeed... It's not out yet. It, it'll be out oh, tomorrow, shit. I believe, will be the last episode. Oh, shit. So these last two episodes were a two-parter where you'd think after the Joker baby, mm-hmm. things would take a turn <laughs> for where. No. And how Elena feels. Okay, you didn't. Okay, well, I didn't either. I knew this would happen. They just decided <laughs> to do an entire episode that didn't have Elena in it at all. Um, it was all about her teacher from the beginning, the starry witch or whatever, and, uh, the other witch who I mentioned who was, like, a, uh, a Sukaban witch lady who, like, just had, she was mean, always smoking, and had crossed arms and stuff. So it was just about them being little teen witches under, um, Elena's mom, who was the big witch and they revealed Elena's mom wrote the book that Elena loves which is baffling to me that Elena does not know this because you could just read the author's name but whatever um (laughs) and uh it's just about them outwitting this uh gang and learning to love each other um because they hate each other and wanted to kill each other at the beginning because they're elena characters and that's all elena characters do um (laughs) so then the next part the next episode is oh it's the modern day and elena's visiting that country they were in and the gang is still around and the gang leader swaps elena's body with the lesbian's body so you get a bunch of funny jokes where the lesbian which is just like making out with herself or whatever then like grabbing her own boobs or whatever the show sucks uh, ass yeah they did like a whole like weird incest thing with the lesbian sister who has appeared now it was really weird i i don't know what they were doing with that i didn't you said that you 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 even mentioned the episodes without Elena. You yeah, felt like they were better. The quality. one so the the first the one bef- the first part of the two part was actually I really enjoyed it because it was like it was just like you know this, you know, these two mean little witch girls or whatever. Just like I'm gonna right. kill you and like no, I'm gonna kill you or whatever. Just like going around just being like stupid teens or whatever. And Elena's mom was extremely funny, honestly. <laughs> just like way better like she was like i'm gonna teach you how to use knives so the first way you use knives is you put them on a sexy thigh strap so you look really cool like that's literally what she said or whatever and they were just like oh okay and then later they like were like all right do do it like she said and they're just like pulling it out like very unsexily and they were like "Ah." um but yeah I don't know how this is going to end. The ending of the episode was extremely, like, last episode style stuff, where it was just, like, no no credits, no opening for the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and the episode just ends with Elena being, like, or her teacher being, like, so did you finally figure out who wrote your book? And Elena <laughs> just going, no, and I never want to know. <laughs> and she just leaves. And I was like, what? <laughs> 
also then she also like threw the lesbian in the ocean or something it was really weird I don't know this is I just am baffled by this show because again like the biggest thing that gets me is like production values incredible just incredible stuff and when it's not being used on the Joker baby it definitely stands out more um but you just have to wonder what's going on what's what's the message what's the point I don't know like I feel like there is a better series that could have been made out of this just a travel log right like just like hey here's all these weird ass countries where stupid shit happens but the character of Elena is just so bad and lacking in any sort of focus that there's just nothing to relate to with her like if anything you're just getting frustrated with her instead of like trying to engage with what's being shown a lot of the time and just like obviously a lot of the time what's being shown sucks but it's just like I feel like they could have delivered a more like negative story like the ones that they convey without what they did you know it's weird Alright. Well, yeah, that's that's about it for now. We have some stuff. We, we'll we'll have a lot more concrete stuff, I guess. I don't know. Will we talk about it next time when we do? Or will we just be doing anime of the year? So, I mean, I, I guess we'll see how it goes time-wise, but, uh... Yeah. You know, I, I, I things are gonna be wrapping up next week, basically. Or, yeah, next week, and then the week after will be anime of the year. So, I mean, you know, we're not gonna do episodes for that, but you know what I mean. So, okay. I, I figured, I figured, you know, we want people to send in their opinions for Anime of the Year. So, I'm going to read off the categories, and then we're going to choose our own for next episode, and then you can also choose yours and send them in to podcast, or, or to videogamechoochoo.tumbo.com slash ask. If you want to email it, podcast at videogamechoochoo.com, I'll check that. Because it'll probably be easier to send an email, so that way, you know, because it might get long. Um, but, yeah, so I'll, I'll just read off the categories here, and you can fill out as many as you want. You know, I'm not going to say you have to do all of them. All right. Uh, favorite anime? It's your number one favorite. Your number one favorite. Worst Blight on the Year? So the, the worst anime of the year? Uh, best Opening? Best Ending? Best Assigned Show, so that would be Best Show that we watched as a group for the show. Uh, Most Surprising, maybe Most Surprising Moment, Most Surprising, you know, anime, whatever you want to do. Most Disappointing Anime. Best Character. Character you want to fling into the sun. Biggest What the Sweet Hell Moment of the Year, so just like, you know, like like the what the fuck kind of thing. Like, what, what in the world made them do this? Um... Tightest shit. So what was the tightest thing that we saw this year in anime? Um, most baffling anime? I, I mean, that might kind of be tied into the what the sweet hell moment of the year. Um, I don't know. Do, do, do you want to maybe cut one of those? I don't know. I feel like most baffling anime might cover different ground. I don't know. Okay. All right. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll keep it for now. We'll keep it for now. And then, you know, we can... We can see, and then best best OST, best music, and uh, yeah. I mean if if, and also I mean feel free to write in anything else that you want. You yeah. know if you have something you want to shout out that you really love this year that that doesn't really fit into one of the categories, feel free to send it in. You know it's 
videogamechoochoo.tumblr.com slash ask or podcast at videogamechoochoo.com. I promise I'll check. Um, and yeah, that's what we'll do uh, this uh, this next episode. Um, we'll probably also just talk about, you know, the endings of shows, talk about some of the new stuff, because, I mean, I don't think any of that stuff is really going to be hitting. Some might, but it seems like most of it's just starting in January. I think there's just going to be a break. Um, but yeah, I, I guess that's it. I mean, we did get one question I could ask, but if y'all just want to end it, I don't, I don't mind. Well, let's just end it for now, I guess. I okay. Think we, All right, we can save it for next time. We'll save. Yeah, we'll save, save it for next, next time. time. All right. Um, and then of course we'll pick an anime to watch next time. So you know we won't do it. We'll, we're gonna we're gonna do stuff next time. Next time will yeah, be the true. Next time. The true. Yeah. Um. All right. Uh, that's it. Yeah. So uh, if you want to get episodes of this show one week early, go to patreon.com slash VGCC. $3 gets you this and all the other shows where that is the case sometimes. Um, thank you both for joining me. Uh, we talked about so many <laughs> shows yeah. this time. Every time it always gets me. Oh, God. Um, and we'll talk about it even more next time. Um yeah so thank you thank you both as always and thank you everyone else for listening and we'll see you next time on the next episode of true chagatry unlimited train works have a good one